Hi everybody, welcome back to Talks with Miri. So I'm so excited for this episode, the insecurity episode, because talking about such things only promotes like growth and a healthier version of understanding yourself and knowing yourself and those around you. So I'm very excited and it's got a whole bunch of input. That's another thing that I love doing, like the episodes where I can get, you know, a whole bunch of people involved in their stories and experiences and a whole plethora of things. So I'm very excited for the show and I'm very happy with the you know outcome and support that has been afforded to me for this so thank you to everyone that participated and i'm very excited now usually i'd you know introduce the people we're going to feature on this episode but it's ridiculous amount both with like audio participation and text participation had a lot of conversations on this topic actually and it was pretty interesting i liked it i like getting on the different points of views both male and female and and i just found it quite refreshing and i was able to do some instagram polls as well that i'm going to delve into and you know the instagram questions which a lot of people answered and i really really liked a lot of the answers i want to share that and then I'm going to go into the audio part where people shared and yeah. So the first thing that I had asked in a, in a poll format was whether people consider themselves to be confident and 65% were like yes and 35% said no which is I guess kind of like heartbreaking for me because you know like regardless of people's differing attitudes like my philosophy has always been whether you're going to be the world's biggest asshole or whether you're going to be the world's angel do so with supreme confidence and that can only be something that's achieved through you standing in your truth wholeheartedly and being who you are because truth be told we don't owe anyone anything so i i find it kind of you know sad when people don't allow themselves to be who they are or they felt like society has not allowed them or their parents or their friends whoever has not allowed them to be who they are so to the 35 percent that said no i would just try to encourage you so remember that this life is short and you have your truth to live and the sooner that you are able to look inside yourself and perform a form of self-introspection and realize that you are the shit, you will never 100% be content in this life. asked you know who or what increased your confidence in this life and i'm obviously going to relay the standout answers for me number one was knowing that no one else matters in life the only thing that matters in my reality is me which i support as a philosophy to an extent that once you do realize that you are on your totem pole or should be on your totem pole of needs to attend to and people to like care about that you are there that you also deserve to be heard by yourself that quite literally that does make a difference but in imploring and you know choosing that philosophy of life don't become some recluse 
in chasing this idea of confidence it is very important to me that you do prioritize yourself and you do live your life based according to you and what you want but do not let it hurt your relationship with other people another answer was me myself and i i am the bitch another one was learning to love myself and not giving a damn about what people say about me another one was my daughter very cute and sappy of my mother then there was sport which i guess yeah it does help if if you i guess want to make friends or it's like a weight issue though i wouldn't necessarily promote it but if it's something physical that you do have the capacity to change then i could see how it would help in increasing your confidence a nice answer that i really did like was trying my best to look at what's positive even if it's the tiniest thing hold on to it because i'm very much an optimist contrary to my immediate personality i'm very much an optimist ride or die positivity another answer was my friends and then the last one that i really liked was dancing doing what i love because i do believe that doing what you love and exploring your passions can result in a happier version of you regards to the who or what increased your confidence i find it very important in the parental and you know friendship aspect to help increase their confidence in a manner because a lot of the time our parents actually and we never really speak about it do have insecurities of their own or may need encouragement in an area or a form of reassurance because a lot of times um i find particularly in our generation of parents that it, it was still very traditional in the sense that the kid just did what the parents told, you didn't have that open discussion. So a lot of the time, there is a lack of emotional support with your parents and a lot of time like encouraging and having open dialogues of, you know, like, are you happy with the current state of your life? Like your profession, what happened? Like, is this something that you originally intended to pursue? Just questions which help you understand and get to know your parents more because it a lot of the time it is very artificial you know how was your day ha 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 na, 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 na. but i do think that a nice way to obviously or personally because i had do have very oh i have a very close relationship with my mother and a reasonably close one with my father that i chose to look at them more as people than parents and understanding them because once you understand how they operate their parenting style makes sense and then the friendship aspect if you are friends with um people who you feel restricted around or you can't like 110 percent say what's on your mind then it's not really going to help you grow as an individual because you're not first of all you're not going to be friends with everyone you're not going to get along with everyone that is a fact of life not everybody will like you and that is not a bad thing because people who don't like you don't necessarily serve to offer you harm or any form of like anything i don't know i'm trying to say that it doesn't mean anything is wrong with you if not everyone likes you sometimes some people won't even need a reason other times it's just something that you may have done but people won't always like you that being said you'll have your crowd that likes you and in that crowd it is so important that you encourage each other and uplift each other because when you're friends with someone i i personally find it very easy to gauge what they may be insecure about or with and it's so easy to inspire your friend even if it seems ridiculous if it sounds so cliche and you're just like why am i saying this but it still makes such a huge difference to someone 
someone who doesn't think they're pretty, someone who doesn't think they're smart, someone who doesn't think they're good enough, just you as their friend simply encouraging them and just saying something, like, doesn't mean you have to send them a long paragraph, but something like a simple, like, I'm proud of you, or you're doing good, or you look cute, or I don't know what the male version is, like, just you look good, man, like, can go a long way in helping your friends, because at the end of the day, confident friends are the happiest friends and the most positive friends in your life and it needs to be like a you know when you go to a restaurant those like a huge buffet restaurant or not even huge but like those spinning things on the table so you put the plate on there and it's like glass and you spin it i don't know if you can picture it i'm trying to say but it has to be like a continual loop between you and your friends of spreading love and positivity amongst each other your friendships can't be toxic because your growth will become limited through that So in doing my Instagram investigation, another question that I'd asked in the format of a poll was, has society or family played a bigger role in the formation of any insecurities you may have? 75% said society and 25% said family. I found this a very important question to ask because we're all familiar with, you know, how society promotes insecurities. Things we tweet, say, post, like, um, girls on the cover of magazines, guys on the cover of magazines, who makes it where and what based on looks. We're all familiar with this concept, but I feel a lot of people underestimate the the effect that family can have on your level of confidence. Because a lot of times it's subtle and it starts when you're younger. The things that, you know, get said to you as a kid and you don't even realize it. Like, for example, it could be something like, why do you always dress this way? Or don't you think you're eating a bit too much? Or why do you like that don't you think it would be better if you express your interests more here or subtle things that are said to you by either you know your siblings your parents etc that are not meant to cause harm but lead you to be insecure of something and it can be very or i find it personally more damaging than the one society imposes because as a whole the world is learning to unlearn what society has taught us but it's very hard to detach yourself from what you had essentially or you have essentially learned from your parents i mean if if you're growing up and your parents have hinted at maybe something like obesity not being the route to explore not obesity i mean saying like if they've promoted the idea of you remaining as you know fit and slim as possible yes because obesity that one is very unhealthy obviously we not promote that but if they've promoted the idea of beauty as you being thin or intelligence being in one area of field causing you to suppress something that you're interested in or they told you that perhaps the instrument that you were playing didn't suit you so well or maybe that this color doesn't look too good on you or maybe you shouldn't spend as much time in the sun you're becoming darker and this is for you know people with brown skin they know what i'm talking about or just general insecurities that looking back you're like okay this makes sense where i got it from but that when you have acknowledged and processed or have made peace with can obviously a lot of people not become angry like why was this thought to me but it's a good learning point because like i said going back to this parental thing once you understand how they were raised and how they grew up and how life treated them it makes sense why they 
practice these philosophies, whether it's your sibling, aunt, uncle, whatever. Try and understand what caused people to act the way they do because it does make it a lot easier to understand and process. That being said, I feel like it's important to note that um, understanding people and then proceeding to learn and understand why they acted the way they do also does not mean that all behavior is inexcusable because you can understand how someone grew up and and in turn it explains the way they acted the way they do doesn't mean you have to be all sappy and tolerate shit just to clarify what i was saying interactive question that i had asked was is confidence learned or are you born with it and interestingly it was a 50 50 i got a lot of learns you build it as you grow and i'm going to quote all the different answers so that little pause in between is a segmentation learned everything is understanding everyone is born with it but sadly it gets consumed by the societal norms and has to be learned learned by some both it differentiates from person to person you could learn and also be born with it, but I feel that it can't be as legit as learned. Everyone is supposed to be taught how to be confident. It starts from your parents. Everyone is born with confidence. You don't see a two-year-old kid who thinks they look weird in this outfit or doesn't want to go out with their mother. I think just circumstances throughout this shitty thing called life chip away at one's confidence gradually, but one can learn to be confident again. personally agree with the last statement because i i do believe that when a child is born and when you're in the early stages of being a toddler a lot of what people think totally goes over your head you do things because you like them you play with these toys because you like them you like this show because you like them and then society comes and that's when they'll tell you no as a boy you can't like stuff that are pink as a girl you can't want to you know dress up as a superhero for your birthday or have like a superhero themed birthday party or you can't do this or you can't do that or you shouldn't do that or if you want to be pretty you should do this if you want to be attractive you should do this and that's when it all starts getting fed into a child's mind and i i definitely agree with the philosophy that you are born confident i agree with the fact that societal norms are the ones that utterly destroy the confidence that we are born with and we are forced to relearn it um there's no other way around it because if you don't relearn it then this life becomes very very hard shifted the interactive discussion to males and i first asked if um, males would have a tougher time expressing their insecurities generally and that one was you know a responsive um question and a lot obviously came through with like yes it's obviously very difficult very hard the answers that you would sadly expect 
And then I'd ask the poll question next, and it was males, would you feel comfortable expressing your insecurities to your friends, family, slash significant others? And 62% said yes, and 38% said no. And then I engaged in conversations with a whole lot of males. And the consensus was the same. Um, they could, but they'd prefer not to. But they can, but they'd still prefer not to. They'd usually seek the feminine energy when wanting to express, you know, things which worried them or made them insecure. But I believe that in this day and age, we are trying to encourage males to be more open. And I love that the vast majority said yes, because of course, when you expose your insecurities and you tell people that this is what I'm scared about, this is what worries me, this is what I don't like, a lot of it can be used against you. But at the same time, that level of honesty can give you some of the best friendships of your entire life, some of the best relationships of your entire life. Because if someone who, I don't know, gets jealous easy in relationships is like, listen, I battle with this because I'm insecure in this aspect, because there's always a reason for jealousy. Maybe I feel like I'm not good enough that being said as a whole instead of you just getting mad because she was talking to someone else or he was talking to someone else immediately helps in the progression of your relationship because it's something that can be addressed honestly as an issue for example so i definitely feel like males are growing and this new age of you know um dissecting toxic masculinity and bringing it down is working everything works in grand time so all these problems that the world faces will someday come to an end. Whether the solution is that we all die or we've all learned. But the point is, males are becoming more in tune with the positive side of masculine energy, not the toxic side. the conclusion of the textual interaction with um people before i bring in the stories was what would you say to someone battling insecurity and i feel like i got some of the best answers in that section and i loved so many of them so i have a lot to share so bear with me there so obviously the pause in between and the segmentation between answers so the first one practicing self-love is the best thing you can do for yourself You're on earth to fulfill your journey, not for others to change your path. God sent you and your uniqueness. Amen. You're 100% that bitch. In this case, bitch is gender neutral. Love yourself because nobody's going to do it for you. No one matters but you. Be yourself. If people don't like you for you, they aren't your people. Go to the gym. Dress good, smile good. Praise yourself for your strengths, little by little. Be calm. Imperfection is perfection in itself. That's what makes you human. Start all over and relearn. Murder the haters. The first step needs to be done by you. You can't always say it's because of them. Work on yourself. The glow up is real. Trust yourself. And lastly, your mind will always believe everything you tell it. Feed it with love, feed it with love and feed it with truth. Out of all of those responses, my standout is the your mind will believe everything that you tell it. I definitely love that. I love that philosophy. I live by that philosophy. That's why um, I personally, I want positive things on my feed. I 
prefer music that has a more uplifting message. I prefer stuff which is just generally more in the promotion of like the good side of life, the happy side of life. Um, I also really did like that the first step needs to be done by you. You can't always say it's because of them. Work on yourself. And it's true because that's when you're learning to disassociate your opinion of yourself from people. And be yourself. If people don't like you, they aren't your people. That is the truth. You should not have to spend your lifetime apologizing for who you are. And if you're an asshole or you are like a KKK supporter, there's only so many times in your life you can support. Or I mean, sorry. There's only so many times in your life that you can apologize for it. People won't agree, but, you know, freedom of choice. If you want to be a KKK member, the best thing you can do for yourself is find fellow KKK people and you can go KKK together. And you'll be happy. And you'll be, you know, in your element. Done. Because if you're going to be an asshole, you better 100% own it. Don't like this in-between shit. Commit to your tribe. And go to the gym. Okay, to address that one again, like I said, not promoting it. But if it's a physical issue that you can change... And it has served to make a lot more people more confident. Then I do encourage you to pursue that route. Because there's so many um, questions with the audio aspect, I'll have to like introduce each segment with a brief explanation. So to begin the audio segment, we're gonna start like with the lighter, you know, um, look at the whole insecurity thing, and we're gonna delve deeper and deeper. So we're gonna start off with Caitlin, and she's going to be addressing the emotional gap that's expressed between genders, as in, you know, the, the general question of males crying, females, you know, becoming stronger, etc. And without further ado, here's Caitlin. Like, obviously, it's always seen as like boys can't cry, and if they're seen crying, like it's unmasculine, and they aren't seen to be. They're seen as very like weak or not masculine enough if they cry enough, which I think is like complete bullshit because, like, you need to have a little bit of like emotional intelligence in order to like get somewhere in life and I mean it's, I'm not saying that boys should be crying all the time or like being sensitive because like they are seen as like stronger but it means at the same time like girls aren't going to be crying over boys all the time now because they've they've matured and I mean it's 2019 now a lot of people like like girls have really like come to the conclusion that like boys aren't really I don't know how to explain it like boys aren't really worth shit that much anymore but at the same time, like, they should both be equal. Like, it's not that the one should have an upper hand compared to the other. But, like, I feel like nowadays, like, women are so over, like, guys treating them like shit that they, like, they're just taking a stand. And they, it's not that they're being feminists. It's just that they're taking a stand and they're not going to allow boys to just walk all over them now. And I feel like now all the boys have realized that they all want relationships and they all want to be like something now but the girls are over it they're like no this is my time to fuck around like um I don't know they're like just over the whole thing I don't really know how to answer the question but like yeah that's my opinion (laughs) 
Next we have Jerry, and Jerry is answering the prompt of what you would tell your younger self about life, about insecurity. It's a general question that's um, actually going to come up quite a lot because a lot of people have answered it. Um, okay, so what I would tell my younger self about confidence is that um, in today's world, there will be a lot of judgment from other people but you just gotta accept that because you can't change that there's a lot of judgment so you just gotta be you you gotta do your own thing you gotta be you just gotta be yourself um because it'll get you so much further in life than living up to society standards and living up to what you think other people would approve of and just trying to like yeah like living like don't live up to the approval of others live to the approval of yourself because that's the only approval that will get you far in life or get you where you want to be in life um also i tell myself that self-confidence is the key um because not being confident in your body means you won't be confident in anything else you won't be confident in friendships in building friendships with people because you'll feel like you're not worth it in relationships because you'll feel like you're not worthy of relationships so being comfortable and confident in your body is the key to being comfortable and confident in life and getting far in life so yeah that's basically what i would tell myself Next we have Latita and she's going to be answering a very specific prompt which is do you really need to kiss a couple of frogs to end up being a powerhouse female and this is you know due to the promotion that you know ah oh, a female really stuck with me and I was treating her like shit and now look at us now that whole notion that in order for us females to be in happy relationships you have to put up with a whole bunch of shit from males so I was really curious on someone's take on this so without further ado we have Latita who's going to be answering this question The idea of having to kiss a couple of frogs to be a powerhouse female could mean numerous things. One could interpret it as having to take losses to finally get the big win that you've always wanted, whether that's with your job or schools. Just the idea of having to fail in order to reach that goal that you've always wanted. Then, yes... You do need to kiss a couple frogs for that. Because if you don't work hard and you don't have to fight to get what you want, then it doesn't have the same satisfaction of not having to fight to get it. But if you interpret it as you do need to, like in a sense of a relationship, where you have to date a bunch of losers and go through having to deal with people that are the worst that treat you the worst just to find your mr right or missus and to have that fairy tale that you've always wanted then i think that no one has to go through that because if you know and you're set on what you want then you don't have to go through the hardship of having to date every single bad person just to 
finally have someone that treats you right. You can immediately skip to having someone that treats you right without having to kiss those frogs. So I think that if you're thinking about goals and aspirations, then you do need to kiss a couple of frogs just to be that strong, confident female that you envision yourself to be. But if you're talking about relationships, then no, you don't have to kiss those frogs just to find the perfect person that you're looking for. Next, we have Tiani who will be answering another prompt, which was whether or not um, insecurities are exaggerated in our minds. You're going to hear this little um, outburst in the middle of the first clip because, and this is now my official declaration of this, because when people send me in voice notes, right, they use sometimes WhatsApp. And it's very clear, it's very clear that it has to be because that's the easiest way to get it onto this little platform here so that your opinions are all here. Mm-hmm. So I told this to my cute little friend, and that's her little outburst of basically confirming that I didn't tell her, and that she technically complicated this, but I still love you. Uh, Insecurities exaggerated in our minds. Um, I believe that they are because, yeah, I know that you said this. Did I read it? No. Insecurities are exaggerated in our minds. And I believe this because there are certain things that our mind tells us um, that are ugly about our bodies. Like, like for example, I, I think that my stretch marks are hideous. And every time I look at them, I feel like repulsed <laughs> towards them. But I know that if I were to expose them in the public, no one would really look at them or no one would focus on them because it's not that big of a deal. It's just that because we're like we're living in a world where perfection is everything, where girls don't have stretch marks, girls have perfect bodies, like everyone's trying to live up to that standard, but they really can't. So you start telling yourself, maybe, maybe I'm not good enough because I have stretch marks, because I'm short, because I'm skinny, because I'm fat, because I'm too tall, you know, things like that. I believe end of the day, like our insecurities are exaggerated in our mind because our mind is telling us that we're not good enough for the girls or for the guys that we see on social media. What I would say to a young woman who isn't confident is that baby girl, surround yourself with people that uplift you and hype you up. Don't surround yourself with people that, first of all, compare themselves to others all the time because you will end up doing the same and that will not lift your confidence. As well as people who give you criticisms that are not constructive because it will make you look at yourself and think of yourself in a negative way. Every goal is beautiful in their own unique way. God took time to create you the way you are. Not for you to try and change yourself to please other people's eyes. Just remember one thing. You are imperfectly perfect.
next we have Jemima whose prompt was what would you say to a young woman who's battling insecurity Now we're going on to the next part where people are going to relay their own experiences with insecurity like from a personal point of view not one way you're answering a very diplomatic question in a sense if i can say that like one way you know you don't really touch on personal experiences but i find that when people relate and understand that insecurity is not solely suffered because it's easy to forget that it's um like a global issue it does help in their healing process so we have a lot of um takes coming your way and i'm very excited Now, all of the following prompts were essentially the same, like expressing any insecurities that they've had and how they've overcome them. I'm going to start with Beverly, and she's going to get the show on the road, and here we go. Hey, Miriam. Yo, I've had a lot of insecurities, like a lot. Um, I remember in primary school, like I was bullied a lot in grade for grade five i was bullied a whole lot like you know they used to make fun of me they used to they used to call me so many names because i was like skinny and i was tall and i was dark you know they used to call me sticks like they used to call me sticks um like i remember like during breaks i used to there was a time where i used to like you know go to the playground where everyone is having their lunch and whatever and then you hear people saying you i like that means like yo this child is so black you know and it really it really did like hurt my feelings like i was so depressed there were times where i didn't even want to go to school i i hated school i really really did hate school and which is why like in grade six i became a library monitor because like uh when you're a library monitor you um work during breaks and stamp people's books and whatever so like i did as much as i could to hide myself to not be seen by people even after school i would never go to the playground after school it's either i would leave early rush to the gate and get my shuttle which would drop me off at home um if for example our teacher lets us out a bit later i'll i'll always like wait back till everyone has like gone you know from the gate and whatever because i just had that fear of just like walking through people and basically being made fun of it was it was not easy i'm not gonna lie it was not easy but in grade six at the end of grade six and early grade seven that's when i wouldn't really say like something i wouldn't say someone helped me like i literally i became a bully that 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 is what happened in grade seven first term second term third term i i became a bully because i was a very quiet person i never spoke in class i 
I was very quiet. I always like I was always to myself. And so in grade seven, that's when like I had a lot of anger and a lot of like hurt within me. And that is why I started pulling other children. I started having a voice for myself. I started speaking out. I like you wouldn't even start me. Like I was not I was no more the girl that was skinny and black and tall and whatever they they were calling me you know like you wouldn't even start me like because my mouth was so filthy i became such a bully and then um after that i don't know i guess it just came with like growing up i realized that you know this is this is not it's not good it's not good i never really told my parents about it or spoke to anybody about it actually for that matter until i actually finally heals healed and i think with modeling you know i actually realized that you know all these these things that were taking at his weaknesses as being ugly um they were actually my biggest strengths you know um you know as as i started modeling i i didn't just start modeling i started doing pageants i've done pageants in the past and you know i kept winning like i won miss personality first princess and all that i've never really won like the title but i was always like first princess or win win something you know um so it gave me a lot of self confidence um i actually felt like okay i'm actually worth you know um yeah like there was even a point where i even tried to commit suicide i'm not even gonna lie and my parents don't even know this like at the moment but hey god god helped me through it um which is one of the reasons why like i see myself as a person that has a very strong character like i feel like i've been through so much that nothing can like something that someone says or someone that's going to be fake like i've been through the most so like i'm i'm a very strong person um i love myself now like i really love myself obviously i st- i do still have like insecurities here and there everybody's got their insecurities but i mean it's not as bad as back then um but yeah like through modeling and through being recognized by people i actually realized that no you know dark skin is actually very beautiful and it's something that is actually quite rare cuz like most most of the girls like they've all like all bleached out like once you go light i don't think you can go back i don't think so um so yeah um yeah that's the story that's how I overcome um i overcame my insecurities um basically just start just started to love myself basically and put myself out there speak um speaking helped like speaking because you know like if i feel like if i wasn't a bully i would have not been the type of person who i am today and i'm actually glad i was bullied it i'm just glad that everything happened because it made me the person that i am today it made me the woman that i am today so I'm grateful for that. Sorry this voice note is so long, but like yeah, you took me down memory lane. Now like I said these takes are really raw and real cuz it's people that are speaking their experiences with insecurity which I really do appreciate cuz it takes a lot and you have to be in a new place of your life to be able to openly discuss these things with people. 
because it's it's a lot of work to be um honest in a manner not no longer just what you say but who you were and are as a person it takes a lot of honesty and courage to honestly relay this to people especially people you don't know so again thank you to everyone that did gonna hear from it's in tamsin and then i feel like i'm just gonna break it up two by two two by two two by two so next we're gonna hear from it's in tamsin so i had a lot of insecurities about my body and i realized that that stemmed from looking at um skinnier girls um fitter girls on instagram so I tried um, reducing my time on Instagram. It didn't work, so I just deleted it. And now I'm actually feeling quite better because I tried not comparing myself to other girls on the, on Instagram, but it was really difficult. So it was better to just delete the app. Another insecurity is with friendship and trust which <laughs> leads to self-confidence and self-worth because um I've been hurt a lot in friendships it felt like my trust was betrayed or I wasn't good enough for them to stay but I've learned that um I just need to know who to trust and that's and it's really difficult so I should just go with my gut feeling and realize that I am good enough and some people just leave. This image of perfection caused me to be extremely self-conscious about myself and made me believe I wasn't good enough. I really hated my body and how it looked. I was so fixated on comparing myself to others which made me think so low of myself because I was different. I now try and not compare myself to others because I know I'm different and not everyone's the same. Um, yeah, I really hated my body and hard looks. So I decided to make a commitment to going to gym anywhere from three to six times a week. And at the gym, I'd release anger and frustration, as well as used it as a way of coping with stress. I started turning my negative thoughts into positive thoughts. Instead of standing in front of the mirror and thinking I was disgusting, I would say things I should rather be grateful for, like positive affirmations. I was insecure about still being a virgin at the age of 17 because all my other friends were sexually active and I wasn't. I was just raised a different way. And I was afraid that I'd be judged just because I have already been judged. I've been called Virgin Mary and whatever else. <laughs> um, but I believe that virginity is something you don't just share with anyone so that's why i'm still a virgin um yeah i also felt very isolated because of my race i don't wish to be more indian or more white i just want to be fully accepted simply how i am not being asked what i am or being identified as other i was also insecure about my race because i was in a relationship 
which ended because this person was too afraid to tell their parents about me because of the way I was born and the cultural differences. I learned to love myself in this cruel society because at the end of the day, I'm all I have and I'd rather be positive about things than negative. Man, damn, yo, I used to be fat. I used to be so fat that I had crushes and I couldn't get them. And me, yeah, and I used, I used to be this person and I still am, but like, uh, man, I was shapeless, you know? And like, I'm this kind of person, if I want something, I'll get it. If I want this guy, yeah, I'll get that guy. But man, yo, so I grew up, you know, when you grow up, you started, you know, you started, you, I mean, you start, uh, you start, you start realizing, yeah, there is gym, you can go on diet, such shit. So yeah, I started losing weight, gaining shape and all that. Yeah, so I'm here, man all juicy and fresh and now yeah i can call myself you know i can actually you know yeah i think that's the only thing i used to be fat and i, I never used to like it i had the big stomach i was fat no ass nothing so yeah that's the only insecurity i've had yeah during my childhood yeah off with 1a the opinion of one of the most extra people that i've ever met in my life and be the opinion of one of the calmest people that i've ever met in my life because i like contrast so number one you're gonna get it from Tariq. Tariq is like like a mariah carey in this world or like a cameron boyce where like they're technically black right but like on the surface you're just like no so that's gonna explain like his whole um explanation of the cultural thing redefining the word black etc and then Imran is gonna follow the roots as many others before him have, which is what you would tell your younger self. So that being said, let's wrap up the audios. Hello, Miriam. Thank you for having me on this podcast. That's a very, very interesting question. <clears throat> you see, being born in Zimbabwe, I've always identified myself as being black, and that's simply because in countries like Zimbabwe, just like anywhere else in the world, you're either black or you're white. There's no in-between such as colored, which applies only in South Africa. So basically, for example, three out of my four grandparents are black and my parents both are first generation light-skinned black people. They both speak fluent African languages such as uh, Nyanja and Shona, which are from Zimbabwe and Zambia respectively. And basically I have black hair and other black people characteristics. So I've always seen myself as a black guy. But when I came to South Africa at 10, looking colored, but having black hair and not speaking Afrikaans. It was a bit weird because I was a bit different, you know. I was a rare case, I guess you could call it. And it took a while to 
get used to the environment and learn the lingo. But eventually I fat in and if that's correct English and I never really felt insecure about my identity at such a young age. There was no need to. I had lots of black and white friends. To this day, I still have black and white friends, great friends. They know who they are. And uh, yeah, I love South Africa. I love them, both my home. But living in South Africa, I identify myself as black. When it comes to ticking boxes for which race I belong to, I take the black box. Yeah, and about my identity crisis, I actually had one when I was young, believe it or not, and it was my hair. I did not enjoy having black people hair. <laughs> I wanted to have white people hair, so my mom used to relax my hair, and it was tragic. It was an absolute tragedy, but eventually in about ninth or 10th grade, I just embraced my black hair. And in matric, I started growing my dreads, and now I'm me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually glad I went through what I went through because I have a younger brother who's even lacking more melanin than me, and I get to guide him on a path which does not involve relaxing hair. And side note, I'm gonna put it in there. I love my skin color, and one day the world will be full of people with my skin color because whites and black people, or shall I say darker skinned black people than me, will reproduce and create light-skinned babies until there are only light-skinned children and adults in the world. Yeah. So, at the start of high school, I was quite insecure about a few things. And like, it, it stopped me from doing shit that I enjoyed doing. And even now, like, I still think and look back and I'm like, damn, I should have just done it anyway. So, what I would tell myself is, you know, no one's perfect. We all have our imperfections and shit. And, you know, it kind of makes us unique in a way. So, just forget about it. Go do what you love and, you know, you'll feel better. You'll feel, you'll feel good. <laughs> so, yeah. And now I'm going to end this raw and, you know, quite enlightening topic with single-handedly one of the most extra people that I've ever come across. And in order to understand the racial dynamic of what he's going to delve into, right, you guys need to understand it's like the palest black person you have seen in your entire life. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not even like it's like Mariah Carey. Yes, it's a Mariah Carey situation because Mariah's dad is black, right? But or like Cameron Boyce. Yes, exactly like those two. There, there's technically black blood, right? <laughs> but in seeing it, it's, it's like, huh? So enjoy this very extra explanation of um, cultural identity and technically where one fits in the world and redefining technically what is black. And after that, we're done.
think in obviously um adding my own two cents um what i would tell younger me is that they're just people everything you say do wear whatever you want to do at the end of the day they're just people there's not a lot they can do to change who you are there's not a lot they can say to change who you are at your element and i guess i'd also tell younger miriam hmm, that's actually quite a question answer i'll tell younger miriam that you don't have to try to be anything to anyone you don't have to try to be the best friend or the best daughter or the you know the best at everything because that perfectionism is going to tire the shit out of you you need to take a break and you need to literally only appease yourself because once you are happy you will naturally make everyone around you happy and i'd also tell myself that um being and how do i phrase this being um yeah uh being like emotionally there for people and helping them and encouraging them is great but it is not great if it's at the expense of you if you literally are just getting a ton of um thingy emotional baggage from everyone and to the point where you no longer know how to say stop or you're being literally the role of therapist in this friendship but the entire the entire friendship is just dedicated to you solving their problems tap out of that too because that is also going to affect you no no more and that's what i'll tell you in the so thank you to literally everyone that participated everyone whether we're homies or not and um to the people that sent in their voice notes thank you so much for expressing that level of vulnerability i appreciate it more than you will ever 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 know and i feel like it's really nice and healthy that we get to have these type of discussions because in a climate where you know we prioritize so many things i feel like self-care usually does take a back burner and a lot of people did prioritize which i really liked in this episode that you gotta know yourself you gotta take care of yourself you gotta look after yourself and i really really love that message So for people who have only recently started um, listening and, you know, you're obviously questioning, how am I asking all these questions but not answering them? There's a whole ep- um, thing episode dedicated to Miriam's most recent insecurity freakout, which was the I'm not black enough episode. But I've overcome that. But I will say that, like, obviously, as any human being as a kid, I did have a shit ton of insecurities because as it is now, I've always been outspoken Um I had these thoughts, I just never said them because I was always so like, I I don't want people to think negatively of me. I was like, I was such a shy kid and I was so um, reserved, which is completely the opposite of me. You know, like you take it or you leave it, but it's staying like this, right? And for people who are still struggling with insecurity, I promise you it will end. Mine ended, um, if you listen to it on Anchor, you usually hear the music intro and the music outro of the episode i'm going to end with the song that changed my life 
not because it's the world's most amazing song no 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 it's i think it's literally the last day that i ever felt an extreme form of self-pity because i was there and you know i was wallowing in my insecurities it was sad nigga hours i was like <laughs> and this song came on and the chorus literally just repeats now why do you want to go and put stars in their eyes and it clicked in my head i was like wait a second the whole reason i am so emotionally drained and tired is because i'm trying to present this image of myself that's not right and on top of that i was just like you know what i'm tired of giving a fuck i'm literally quite tired of giving a fuck that's when i started saying what i wanted to say i wore what i want to wear i listened to what i listened to i said what i want to say i did like to this day i do what i want to do because i owe nothing to nobody I owe nothing to my friends, I owe nothing to my parents, I owe nothing to the general world as it is. All I owe to myself is the freedom to express myself and my individuality, my thoughts, what I think. And obviously in saying this, I'm, I'm trying to do it in a manner that's respectful to everybody. And at times in life that won't always be possible because people really do get offended quite easily in this climate. But that being said, like I said, commit to your cause. If you're going to be an asshole, be 100% asshole. Don't be a halfway asshole. If you're going to be nice, be a full way nice. Don't be, you know, dangerously nice. You know, the dangerously nice that I'm talking about. So um, that being said, thank you guys so much again for participating in the insecurity episode. Thank you for those who are listening. Um, Literally, do feel free. Do feel free to let me hype you up. If you feel like you're having a shit there, you feel shit about yourself, or you don't know how to move forward in this next stage of becoming a more confident human being, listen, I love these type of conversations with people. So do feel free to contact me. If you're having like a giant ass freak out, I don't even care if we don't talk to each other and we're literally just social media friends or you're just someone who just listens i don't care find a way to get a hold of me my handles on the post and everything and i promise you i will make sure that you do not spend another day on this planet undervaluing and underselling yourself because that that shit's gonna kill you it is the biggest cause of a lot of people's heartaches it's the reason that most marriages fail it's the reason most relationships fail it's the reason most people end up not getting where they want to go in life just because they were not able to see the version of themselves that they needed to be in order to get to where they want to go because you are supposed to literally envision and feel the best version of yourself in order to get the life that you desire now my rant needs to end but i'm gonna say thank you guys so much for listening i would quote but there have been so many good bits and pieces in this episode of take my last rant as a quote actually so have a good week have fun and i'm gonna play the outro of the song that basically changed my life and until next time bye guys oh my gosh and before i officially officially like leave you guys um i'm gonna add a bit that imran had had and one that milo had had because like i've expressed before my friends really i don't i don't know where i find them milo um so cutely said don't be afraid of bothering people you little shit in regards to what you tell him he's younger self and imran also technically concluded with but didn't add an audio format that he would kick himself in the dick and i feel like a lot of us can relate to that because i too well not my literal dick I don't have a penis, but if I had a penis, I would kick myself in the penis as well. That feeling, I would do it to younger Miriam as well. And I feel a lot of people can relate to wanting to kick younger them in the dick.